1: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Welcome back, newly faithful. Li- Wait, what, what, what voice was I using? I forgot. Oh. Welcome back, newly faithful listeners and those who are only listening because they can't get to their phones and their podcast app is set to autoplay. When we last left the movers and shakers of Broadway, the talented, but broke, writers Kay Fields and Bobby Kearns realized a little too late that no one wants an original musical unless it's an original musical adaptation of a movie. I could have told them that, like literally. Last two shows I did were those. Anyway, mega producers Steve Jones and Cheryl Phillips realized that they just signed a contract for a chamber musical that is not based on Avatar. I'm surprised those commercial theater producers didn't immediately burst into flames. <laughs> and junior agent Maxwell Fernsby realized that Sardis doesn't have pigs in a blanket on the menu, which is absurd because they have them at Sardis events. What is that all about? Shall we see how they're all coping with their respective disappointments? Bobby and Kay have just arrived back at their apartment from that sad, pigs in a blanketless Sardis lunch.
3: Oh my god, that was the iciest lunch I've ever sat through. I mean, it, it's going to take years to uh, defrost from that. Even Maxwell was quiet.
0: Okay, okay. I don't, e- I don't even want to talk about it yet.
3: But Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. We, we, we live in a world where people think Avatar should be a Broadway musical. No, we live in a world... Where people want to throw money at us to make Avatar into a musical.
0: Why would they ever think we're the perfect team to musicalize Avatar? Oh,
3: what were we thinking going into that meeting? What, we trying to play Steve and Cheryl against each other? I mean, we actually thought two of the most powerful producers in the American theater wanted us. They never wanted us. They wanted Avatar.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's hubris, okay? Hubris.
3: Bobby? please do not shove your Yale education in my face right now. Okay? If we don't pull this off, we're done. Those two will make sure no one ever gets near our work again. Ever.
0: What? So, Avatar?
3: I, well, I've never seen it. Should we see it?
0: I, I mean, what would be the point?
3: Well, I think the point would be that it is Friday, and by next Saturday, oh my god, next Saturday, we need to figure out a way to write Avatar the Musical without any of the character's plot or setting of Avatar the film or our careers are, um, over.
0: Oh my god. Why? Ugh. Well, oh, why couldn't we just call the damn thing Game Night. I mean, if we're going to use existing titles... I don't understand
3: why. <laughs> they can't just get the rights and go off and adapt the film with writers who actually saw the damn movie. Oh,
0: don't think that wasn't the first thing Stephen and Cheryl thought of. And? Well, one, if and only if securing the rights was possible, it wouldn't happen until Avatar 10 is released 15 years from now, and two... After the Riedel column and Broadway disher, you think they're going to come out of this looking bad? No, they're untouchable, and we're under the bus. We have accidentally created monster producers. We've created prodonsters.
3: Prodonsters. Bobby, sit down. Jesus Christ, breathe. Okay. For the stage, I really do think our avatar makes much more sense. Right? Yeah. I mean, the point was that we all hide behind our online avatars. You know, those profile pictures and the personas mm-hmm. we present to cyber-strangers become much more synonymous with our names than our, well, our actual faces. Could there be a more relevant story to tell in a post Evan Hansen world?
0: Babe, you don't have to pitch me. Unlike everyone else in town, I've read our script. I know what it's about. All I'm saying is, of all the titles in all the world, the Avatar movie is probably the worst-case scenario. scenario.
3: Yes, yeah. well, what, what are we going to do? Are we actually, are we actually going to create an almost Avatar musical? I, don't,
0: I mean, I don't...
3: Aren't they just aliens in 3D with blue skin? I don't
0: know. I don't know. Alicia, tell me about Avatar.
3: Avatar is an upcoming Broadway musical written by husband and wife team Bobby Kern. And Kay Fields. Oh Good my God,
5: Good afternoon. Welcome to CAAA and Associates. The extra A
6: is because we care. No, oh, shut up. What associates? Firmsby, me get out here.
2: Oh, uh, hi, Steve. did Did you uh, did you leave something at Sardi's? I can. Yeah, I can send a messenger over. Real After
4: quick. Bobby and Kay and you, Maxwell, royally fucked us. Steve and I had a war room meeting on the fourth floor of Sardis.
6: Because you're all dead if this doesn't work out. Your non-existent career will be D.O.A. That's dead on arrival for you youngin, because you probably don't even know what D.O.A. means.
4: And we will come out unscathed. For once, Steve and I agree on something. Say this scheme doesn't work, Maxwell. Say
6: Bobby and Kay can't pull off some version of this show that approaches Avatar. What do you
4: think will happen? We'll all have a good laugh. Wrong, Maxwell. You get sued. Bobby and Kay get sued. Everyone gets sued. Not to mention the press coverage. This is going to make the whole Rebecca debacle look like a David Merrick stunt.
2: What am I supposed to do? Hold a gun to their heads?
4: Yes,
6: here, borrow mine.
1: Steve, David Corins. Hope you're doing great. Hoping and praying we're bringing that big blue world together on Avatar. Come on, buddy. Had a major epiphany bank something together. I know you're going to freak about it. I'm loving it. Super pumped. Couldn't love it more. Let's discuss ASAP. Got to get plans in like tomorrow, you know, bids, et cetera, et cetera. Call me. Corns. It's corns. Call me.
0: Uh, it's Matt from Broadway Briefing. Um just wanted to call and check in see how you're doing uh see if you're getting along with steve it's incredible you guys are working together on this um if you want to do something in the briefing let me know uh we'd love to do it give me a call back bye hi steve cheryl it's alex Lockemoir. so i hear you have an exciting new project down the line and if you happen to be looking for a music director let me know i'm available if you need an arranger let me know, I'm around for that too. If you need a uh, vocal arranger, I can also do that. I also do orchestrations by the way. And if you need a cast album, I'm really good at producing as well. If you need a conductor, do let me know. But like, whatever it is, like keep me in mind. And uh, if you need some references, I can put together a list of people. <clears throat> a memoranda of other people that you can maybe talk
3: to. Guess what I heard at Glass House last night? Zoe Taylor is handling direction and choreo for hashtag avatar. This will be the next Phantom. Except I'll hit all those notes live. Hashtag vision
4: board it.
2: Hey, sorry, guys. Just wanted to chime in here to say, man, I love Zoe Taylor. She did this show at Here where you thought the actors were watching you, but it turns out that it was just a mirror and we'd been watching ourselves for the last 30 minutes. I bet Kay and Bobby are psyched.
0: Zoe Taylor? She's great. The nicest person in the world. But... But she's all about flash and spectacle. We don't do that on our best day. We, we, we're intimate, cerebral. I don't want to write a theme park musical.
3: Does it even matter what we want anymore? I mean, didn't any free will go out the window at Sardi's?
0: I think we should discuss Zoe doing this a little bit more. Why? Because she's here. What? Zoe?
5: Guys. This show is mine. I saw Avatar twenty times in theaters.
3: Hi, Zoe. Okay, we appreciate you stopping by. <laughs> unannounced. But the script is currently in flux. Um, uh, uh, we're doing some serious work on it this week. Back to drawing board stuff, you know.
5: Like rethinking the emphasis. Yeah. yeah. Rewriting lyrics. Um. Oh my God, you guys are geniuses. You're creating a prequel, aren't you? A prequel. You and Bobby, man. I don't care what people are saying about Angels in the Outfield. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah, you know, people, baseball musicals will never get a fair shot on Broadway.
3: Now's not the time, Bobby. You're right, Zoe. And we're wondering, since you're such a fan, uh, what have you always been curious about? And, you know, in terms of the characters in Avatar, you know, like what happened to, um, uh, Oh, like Jake. Yes, Jake. Love him. Did you ever wonder how, uh, how... How he lost his legs. Yes! Yes! He lost his legs? I mean, yes, that's it exactly. We're going to dive deep into what happened before things got so, so blue. Okay. It's coming to me.
5: (sighs) There, I have it. Here's what I'm thinking. The overture ends lights up on an empty blue stage. The orchestra starts to swell. Do you have a lighting designer yet? I mean, I have an amazing one from when I did the circus ballet at BAM. Oh, the lighting extends past the proscenium over the audience, washing everyone and everything in avatar blue. You know, We make the entire theater part of the show You know, to create an immersive, great comment-like feel, and the audience becomes both spectator and Navi citizens This is basic Brechtian stuff, but, you know, on steroids. Creatures fly overhead, we can't tell what they are yet. The floor rumbles beneath all the seats. Don't worry, I know a guy. This is totally doable. And, of course, this is just the (laughs) pre-show. Oh, but I would never presume to tell you geniuses how to tell a story.
0: Let me grab a pen. Tell us more, Zoe. Steve Jones?
5: Do you just not check your DMs? My what? Never mind. Look, I'm calling you. Aren't you impressed?
6: Not really. I find that actors can do remarkable things in the name of their own careers. So why are you calling me?
5: Avatar, hello? Where are we? Believe
6: me, you don't want to get involved.
5: Don't? Screw me on this, Steve. I am warning you. One trip to watch what happens live and I could smash you to smithereens. You know
2: Andy loves to get me tipsy on skinny girl marks and ask me questions. The answers I could give him this time around.
6: You got me, Immo, okay? I cave. Look, we're in the midst of planning a reading for next Saturday. A top secret reading. Got it? So secret even the Broadway disher doesn't know about it. This is a sign your life away NDA situation. Did you hear me?
5: NDA. Just get me in the room, Steve. I can do the rest. You usually do.
6: Kate, it's Steve. Tell your husband that we have Emma Olivia for the presentation next Saturday.
3: Steve, I thought we agreed... As
6: a change of pace. I know what we agreed to do this time around. I'm making an exception. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Of course you are.
3: How kind. And
6: you better have something incredible ready for Saturday.
3: Thanks for calling, as always. Goodbye.
0: Drive by Steve. Yep. Drink.
3: Yep. But what would Pandora have even been called when it was still inhabitable by humans?
5: Or was it ever? No, it definitely was. <laughs> Maybe serious.
3: <laughs> Get it? Pandora? Serious? No? Bobby? Make it a big one?
2: Burnsby here.
6: Ah, uh, listen, Junior. James Cameron kept the nail gun on the Avatar set. James Cameron would use that nail gun to nail cell phones to the wall that made the mistake of ringing. Is
2: this Steve?
6: I just bought that same nail gun off of Amazon, kid, and I can think of many ways to use it.
2: That sounds ominous. Was it supposed to sound ominous?
6: I want the world to know that this is the authentic Avatar adaptation.
2: Well, okay, but I mean, but it's not. We don't have the rights.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Rights. Rights. I didn't have the rights to Top Gun, so...
2: I didn't know you did that. I saw Gun Top on a school trip. That badminton scene? Wow. I still think about it. Exactly. Okay. I'll go check with um, uh, Bobby and Kay. Just don't bring a nail gun, please. (laughs) Steve? Steve? Okay. I think he hung up.
3: Oh, good God, Bobby, we never should have watched it. How the hell are we supposed to recreate those flying scenes? It was so much better when I didn't know.
0: I think there's a good chance pot will be legalized in New York by the time we open. Oh, thank God. Yeah. So, the avatars have eyebrows and five digits per hand or foot, while the Navi only have four and no eyebrows. The who?
4: Kay, Cheryl. We need to leak a hit song. Maintain this momentum. Steve and I actually agree.
3: This may be moot, but we don't have a song to leak.
4: That's why I'm calling. Write one. We can record it on Saturday.
3: Okay, Cheryl. Might expectations be a tad too high? I mean, act one and now a song by Saturday? It's Monday. and, And we just watched the movie for the first time.
4: The Hellinger is ours. We have six months before opening night, seven and a half before the Tonys cut off. Tickets go on sale this week. No, expectations aren't a tad too high. They're appropriately off the charts. Months to nightmare, explosively, astronomically high. And you and Bobby better come through.
3: Of course. Great chat, Cheryl. I feel great. You and Steve are truly the dream team. Goodbye. Bobby!
2: Personally, I thought Angels in the Outfield was vastly underrated. I cried twice. Seriously. But what will Kay and Bobby come up with for Avatar? Well, not Avatar. Will Zoe be able to turn the Mark Hellinger into a magical, immersive, intergalactic experience, or is this musical doomed to feel like a bad prom theme? Do Cheryl and Steve think that screaming at people gets them to do better work? And does Emma Olivia really think she's no longer banned from Watch What Happens Live after the incident? Tune in next week for some or none of these answers on the third episode of As the Curtain Rises. Thank you from the bottom of our cold hearts for listening to As the Curtain Rises. A gargantuan thanks to our brilliant cast. James Monroe Iglehart as producer Steve Jones. Lilius White as producer Cheryl Phillips. Ashley Park as book writer-lyricist Kay Fields. Michael Urie as composer Bobby Kearns. Sarah Stiles as diva Emma Olivia. George Salazar as Agent Maxwell Fernsby in the Bathroom, Ariana DeBose as director-choreographer Zoe Taylor, Leslie Margarita as the Broadway disher, Ilana Levine as the CAAA receptionist, Alan Seals as Alexis, and me, the incredible two-time Tony Award loser, Alex Brightman as the narrator! Also, huge, gigantic, stupendous thanks to our phone message leavers, Matt Britton, Alex Lackamore, and David Korins, written by Dory Berenstein and Mark Pikert. Directed by Dory Berenstein. Music, sound editing, and design by Bart Fassbender. Avatar music by Matthew Sklar. Sound engineering by Alan Seals. Banshee wrangling by the wonderful Bill Berloni. Produced by Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and the Broadway Podcast Network. Executive produced by Liz Armstrong. And absolutely everything else by our extraordinary BPN team. Brittany Bigelow, Joanna Nikolova, Katie Rosen, Cindy Schatz, and Beatriz Westby. As the Curtain Rises was created and recorded entirely in quarantine. This Broadway soap opera celebrates and supports the Actors Fund and the BPN Frontline Worker Initiative, which you can find at bpn.fm slash frontline workers. That's bpn.fm slash frontline workers. And finally, a very special thanks to our producing partner, Liz Armstrong, for your extraordinary support and inspiration. Bye bye As the curtain rises through the sound and light initiative is a sponsored project of the Gotham's fiscal sponsorship program.
6: Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. Here on the Broadway podcast network to tell you about the rise theater directory, a program of maestro music rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work